Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today's Song of the Soul guest is Joel Landy, and he has been doing oodles of music around New York City for decades, including hosting a TV program of progressive and diverse music called Songs of Freedom, all the way since the mid-1990s. By day, he's a mild-mannered high school teacher, but when he's not on the clock, he's wearing his treason t-shirt, out singing and agitating with love, laughter, and insight. He does original music, but he also does a number of parodies with other people's music. And he's a regular at the People's Music Network and at the People's Voice Cafe, and you can sometimes find him with Steve Suffet crafting songs like Where's My Bagel and Locks. You're going to enjoy him thoroughly as Joel Landy joins us by phone from New York City. Joel, how wonderful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Again, give me your exact locale. You're somewhere in New York City area. Yes, I am in Kew Gardens, which is Queens, Queens, New York. Yeah, it's Manhattan is one of the boroughs, and so is Queens, so is the Bronx, and so is Staten Island and Brooklyn, yes. Queens, the most culturally diverse borough and the most culturally diverse city. I'm very proud of that. Mm, that's cool. And how long have you lived there all your life, or is this? Uh, are you an immigrant? I was born in the Bronx, and my parents were part of the Great Migration. Depression kids lived through the war and moved to Long Island when, in 1960. I was four. And the story I tell is they lived in a four-floor walk-up in the Bronx, and they moved to Long Island. And as soon as I was old enough and capable enough, I moved to a four-floor walk-up in Queens, you know. I've been living in New York since 1982, so that makes me a New Yorker. Well, it appears to me from the videos I've seen of you performing, doing your music all around there, that wherever you're going... You're bringing some rainbows, sunshine, light, peace, thoughtfulness. I haven't seen not even one video of you being a jerk. And I don't know if that's because you've suppressed them or what. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. You know, I mean, uh, being kind and, and uh, smiling and, and being with people does translate across boundaries and audiences. You have some experience with TV, a lot of it. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, let's see. My father was a stagehand. He studied opera. He ended up not doing that professionally, although he could have. And all of a sudden, you know, after the war, he came home and he was married and had a kid. And, whoa, it's time to, like, do the right thing. And he became a stagehand, and he worked in theater, and he worked in television. And I used to go to work with him. The first thing I wanted to do in life was to be a baseball player. And when that wasn't going to be happening, I became an announcer. So I went to college to become a broadcaster, and I had a radio show for three years, sports talk. And, well, uh, apparently I didn't do that. And I, for years I wondered why. So what do I do now? I stand in front of people, and I, I'm an instructor. I'm a teacher. 
and I'm a, I'm a performer. So I am standing in front of people using my voice. But my father worked at NBC. Before that, he worked. My father worked on the Captain Kangaroo show. Then he went to NBC, and I used to go to work with him on Sports Day, on Sports Football Sunday shows. But I had been watching him. He used to put, when I was a kid, he worked in a theater when we lived in the Bronx, and he used to put me in the audience. So I, I used to watch theater being made later on. I, I watched Broadway and off-Broadway shows, either from backstage or in the audience. So in terms of television, I went to school, uh, communications, television, radio, and that translated years later to me uh, having a public access television show, which started in 1996, Songs of Freedom TV, which is something I've done since. And so working in a TV studio, and I don't go to the studio anymore. What I do is I show up with my equipment and record either myself or others and edit and I upload or go to the public access centers and load television programs there. So, yeah, being involved in making messages either in the studio or watching people work, this is something that's been a theme in my life. And do you know how many episodes you produce? How frequently do you produce them? A few hundred. In the beginning, what I would do is I would go to the Manhattan Neighborhood Network studio and twice a month I would make two shows. I did that for a couple of years, a few years, and then technology changed, my schedule changed, my life changed some. Now I edit shows that I record, and that could be almost anywhere. And I can make best ofs from previous things. One of the things that I've noticed is that a number of the people that were on my show are no longer here in this physical plane. And what Alan Lomax did for music so many years ago that's part of the contribution that I'm making to the folk and political music community. I noticed that. That's just something that's happening, and I think that's valuable. I mean, where else are you going to see Faith Patrick being interviewed and singing a couple of songs? Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who Faith Patrick is, this is one of the Google things you can do. <laughs> and what you should do, actually, though, is I should get an email, and I, I do like emails still, from Joel Landy connecting me with Faith saying, uh, hey, I think that there's a place on Northern Spirit Radio program, Song of the Soul, for you. How about you get in touch with each other? But that's my point, Mark. He's not here anymore. Oh, well, what, you don't even have long distance to the other? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, I don't know the operator well enough to get in t contact with her at this point. Well, speaking of the operator, uh, my understanding is you're Jewish, you were bar mitzvahed, what, age 13, 14, somewhere around there? Yeah, that's the time it happens. But as I told you before, I, so what branch of Judaism are you? Well, I guess I'm unorthodox. I don't necessarily practice, although I have an appreciation. It's one of the influences. It's not the only one. In other words, there's more than one way. You know, when I was in Hebrew school, I did great on the history because it's about the studying of pain, basically, human suffering and the sensitivity we must have towards that. The customs, Mark, I never really did well on the customs. I'm supposed to do that with what? What's the name of that? Why do we do this? I just didn't do that well, and I still don't. What the heck are tefillim and, you know, come on, give me that. I don't know what a shma is from a shmo, I mean. <laughs> well, well, I, I guess so. No, I, I, I do know that stuff, but 
seriously, it's not the artifact, it's the people. It's always been that way. Well, I also figured it was the music. I mean, one of the things I happen to love about Israeli and Jewish culture is the amount of singing. You know, I mean, so we've got some great folk performers who come out of the Jewish tradition and then spread a lot more riches, you know. So no we doubt. can sing, say not, say not, say not, say not, say not. I just, I, I love so much of that. When did you start off as a singer or as a musician? I was always in a choir of some kind when I was a kid. Uh, the, the local temple, I was like nine years old, and I was like the youngest person there. And then other parents wanted to have their kids, hey, I want my kid in the choir too. So I, was, I suppose I was a bit of a trendsetter back in those days. But I was in that choir for about 10 years. I was going to college and then I realized why I was doing this, and I didn't like the answer. It's because I get to stand there in a robe and sing and have people see me, which is not the right reason to be in God's choir, if there is such a thing. Also, you don't have to pay, <laughs> you know? So, uh -huh. hey, you're in the show, and that's not a reason. So I, 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 I just stopped, like cold. I was like, okay, I've done that. I've noticed this in my life, Mark. I've ended relationships when I realized that, what role am I playing here? And it's not satisfactory. And that's when I changed my relationships. But evidently, you didn't give up on music totally, or at least you no, came back No, 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 that's that. never been... Religion has not been the driving force of my musical interest. It never has been. Yeah, what, what I'm trying to lead us to, though, Joel, is some of your music that you've been sharing. And you don't have near as many recordings as I thought, but there's all kinds of videos out there of you doing music. Well, I, I have a few CDs. I do have a few CDs. There's mixed messages and songs from the battlefield and a more recent a live performance at the People's Voice Cafe. Part of what I'm interested in is having some of our listeners today hear that you actually do make music. Right now, we've only talked about it, so we need to share some music just so that they get distracted. We're going to go from ego to spirit here. So we'll play the ego songs first, and then we're going to kind of drift into the spirit realm. So why don't we start off with I Can't Help Falling in Love with Me. <laughs> I, I, I have a suspicion of who might have inspired this. It could have been any one of us, I realize. but Let's keep in mind that life, the way I look at it, is not a drama. It's not a horror movie. It's a comedy. And if you're lucky, it's a musical comedy. And if you're really lucky, it's a romantic musical comedy. But... We're going to leave it as a musical comedy for this song. Well, the original song that many of us have humming in the back of our mind from decades and decades ago, I Can't Help Falling in Love with You. We've got a parody version by Joel Landy. It's called I Can't Help Falling in Love with Me. Falling in love 
to the sea. Politics is just reality. TV. <laughs> all you listeners i love the funny insightful parody lyrics for that song i can't help falling in love with me by joel landy as much as i do you may have noticed that was not a studio production in fact it was sung at people's voice cafe my understanding is joel that it was for stephen suffolk's 70th birthday celebration that's right you weren't poking him at all by the way with the, this ego no <laughs> I, I i got to poke him with another song <laughs> that was also performed there was a song called don't hock me with your spirits that's a song dedicated to steve You've been compared to Phil Oaks, and I, I have say been, that. Yeah. yeah, I say so modestly. Um, this is what other people have observed. If somebody tells you that you're a horse, that's one person. It's like dozens of people tell you you're a horse. Maybe you should try a saddle on. <laughs> and if they start feeding you oats, you should have an identity <laughs> crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of the people that you've had time to hang out with, get to know, I think probably People's Music Network was part of the influence for that, is Pete Seeger, right? He he is known to have said about you, he's a real live wire. Yeah, that's true. Now, look, I, I don't pretend to have had a very close association with the great Pete Seeger. No, but he's been more than an influence. And I introduced him at a couple of performances, and he actually introduced me at more more than once, and I've been on, I was on stage with him, but he was an influence, more than an influence. And yeah, at the Beacon Sloop Club, if you know anything about the Clearwater organization, Pete helped build a boat called the Clearwater that sails up and down the Hudson, uh, educating people about why it's such a precious resource. And 
and it was a very polluted place, and he lived there, and, and he decided to do something about it. It's, it's more than, it's a movement. And there's a great show every a weekend every year, and uh, there are sloop clubs up and down the Hudson doing the local work. I've been involved with the New York City Friends of Clear Waters, helping put together musical events for many years. So anyway, at the Beacon Sloop Club, they have their meetings, and after the meeting, you could sit around and like have a round robin and chat with Pete Seeger. So I, I came from New York. I would go up on a train and just and be part of that. But with the work that Pete did in New York, I was always involved with the Clearwater, going, doing things down there. So he introduced me to the other people in Beacon, calling me a real live wire. Well, one thing we want from our live wires is some more music to come over the wire. What should we share next, Joel? We've talked about one individual in a song. How about another one? How about running out of time? It's another parody. <laughs> my wife says, there's not a song he won't ruin. I, I should put that in my advertising. <laughs> Well, Love Potion number nine is quite a song to, I don't know, springboard from running out of time. Now, you said one person. I think that 45 was the subject of your first one, perhaps. Are you going to spoil the uh, denouement by telling us who running out of time is about? No, you'll figure it out. Onward and upward. Onward and upward. So you'll recognize the tune of Love Potion number nine. This Well, the person I wrote it about, his name rhymes with witch. Okay, we'll leave it that way. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to listen to another parody. It's called Running Out of Time. You recognize the tune of Love Potion number nine. This is by Joel Landy here today for Song of the Soul, Running Out of Time. I took my troubles to the GOP The one that says they're for democracy Respect the voting used to be a crime They run an operation by They are running out of time Money for bankers and for porters too Defense contractors know what's best for you your education ain't worth a dime Thought we're building more prisons And they are running out of time You'll wonder what is going on on Capitol Hill Well, the pigs are out the trough They are having their fill And everybody knows who's gotta swallow this pill It can't go on forever, although they think it will the Senate's broken, but they don't care. Collect pack money and then keep your share. Majorities mean nothing, McConnell is a slime. Never walking what he's talking, but he's running out of time. They soon will be outnumbered as the immigrants grow, and by women. And young adults who are on to their shows So they double down on issues old constituents know Racist fear and politics of God and Jim Crow Mislead the public, rewrite the rules Media makes money playing us for fools And don't count on Congress to change this paradigm They may run a house they live in, but They're running out of time they're running out of time. They're running out of time. They're 
Another live recording of Joel Landy. This one was done back in February of 2016. Uh, They have evidently, uh, you can tell me more about this, Joel, Thursday night hoots at the Audra... How's it pronounced? The Odradek. Yeah, well, that's... Odradek Coffee House. Odradek became something else, and that something else became something else. But that site, that venue, that space in Kew Gardens right by the railroad station... That years ago, 50 years ago, more than 50 years ago, that place was known as the Interlude Cafe. And the Interlude Cafe was a coffee house. People like Dave Van Ronk. This was like from Manhattan. This was like the outer borough. Right? Uh, Dave Van Ronk would play there. Jose Feliciano played there. And Phil Oaks played there. So that space, you know, people would sit there. And I had to tell them, you realize you're sitting in a place that was once quite the place, you know? Steve Suffitt was aware of the Thursday night open mic. And if you were any good, really good, they might ask you to play for the weekend. So that's a Steve Suffitt story to tell. And Steve Suffitt was just on Song of the Soul just a couple weeks back, folks. So you can hear him if you come to NorthernSpiritRadio.org. Actually, on the site, there's a whole bunch of resources. We'll have a connection to Joel Landy's website. You'll find it at SingFreedom.org, along with connections to all of my guests of the past 14 years. I've been doing this since 2005, and so there's many hundreds of people there, fine musicians and creative writers and activists all of that on the site and song lists and the stations that carry our programs, all of that's there. Place to post comments and rate programs, and please do that when you visit. Also, if you feel led, make a donation. There's a donate button. This is full-time work, but it exists not because of corporations or government funding. It's because you, the listener, want to make it continue. So please help us. Even more so, though, I'd say help the local community radio stations that carry these kinds of programs. Our programs are in some 40 stations nationwide, but there's many hundreds of them bringing alternative music and news and alternative views, just stuff you don't hear anywhere else. Because most of the media in this country, 90% plus of it, is owned by just six corporations. Your local community radio station is a voice in the wilderness showing you different music and news, and it's well worth supporting. So please start out by supporting them. Again, we have Joel Landy here, website singfreedom.org. You'll find all kinds of live performances. He's got a few albums out there, but the wealthiest part of his music is actually available in videos and via the public access TV program that he has done for 23 22 years? 20, yeah, since 1996. And if you'd like to find out more about where you could see Songs of Freedom television, or a lot of it's archived on YouTube, but the episodes that take place uh, were on every, every week in the Bronx and in Brooklyn, and Manhattan were on every other week, and Queens were on every week. So um, there's a list of viewing times when you can see us. If you go to singfreedom.org, the episodes will be listed for you right there. Hey, Mark, thank you for doing this work, talking about, look, you got to support the local because the corporate overbearing entities don't have your interests in mind. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of my material and the spirit of what's going on for me as a creative performer comes from. So we're all in the same boat here. Let's sail on. Yeah, let's sail on. Let's sail on to some more of your music. Let's keep going. What's next? 
Well, in this journey from ego to spirit, let's take a turn and do something more spirit-minded. Uh, the change you are. The coolest thing about this song for me is that the, at the end there's a refrain where the chorus is happiness and peace and love, happiness and peace and love, happiness and peace and love, I can be the change I am. So getting a, a room filled with people singing that doesn't get much better for me than that. And this is performed at the People's Voice Cafe back October 19th, 2013. The Change You Are original by Joel Landy. I went to see the wise man To be what I could be I told him I want happiness This is what he said to me Give up the I, give up the want What you want is happiness, happiness is all you say. And you don't have to do a thing or wish upon a star. The only word is happiness, you gotta be the change you are. Be the change you are. The change you are. Went to see the shaman. I was looking for some peace and she said, I am so glad you came in, you can have it when you please. You put the eye in looking, what you see gets in your way. What you want is peace, my friend, and peace is all you say. You don't have to do a thing or look upon a star. The only word is peace. My friend, you gotta be the change you are. Be the change you are. The change you are. I went home to my family. And then I saw my friends, and I was thinking about all those things on which their love depends. And I thought about the shaman. And about that wise man too And I had a revelation And I got a point of view If I left out the thinking If I left out the eye If what I want is love I don't even have to try And I don't have to do a thing I have never been a jam The only word is love Love I can I am the change.
That is The Change You Are, and it's by Joel Landy. The first two songs we heard from Joel were parodies of other people's music. That's your music, Joel, and that's your words, and that's very clearly your sentiment. No parodying going on there. It's right to the core of that. If we had that in the middle of us, wow, what a different world this could be. Thank you for saying so. By the way, I notice in the video of that, and I'll have a link to the video on the NorthernSpiritRadio.org website, you're wearing a kind of purple maroon t-shirt, and it says faiths is the top word, but then your guitar and hand are blocking faiths. D is the next... Faith's dad. Yeah, my daughter. Faith's dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When when she has a birthday party, um, I wear that shirt. When I go to a place where there are a lot of little kids and one of them might get lost, I wear that shirt. So, But she's 11 now. She's telling other people what to do. So she's good. <laughs> do you like being a parent? Is this uh, an enjoyable thing? Yeah, and, and this summer, being a public school teacher, I don't work during the summer. I spend time with my daughter, and uh, it's been a gas. And, and now, you know, going back to school, so... These are precious. You don't get these days back. She's 11 years old now, and changes are going to take place. I, I begin to see the eyes rolling already. I'm going, it's happening, the teenage thing. I'm a high school teacher. I'm locked in a room with teenagers all day. I see this, and it, it's all good. Everybody needs to be loved, but it's a challenge. It's, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I'd like to discover a little bit more of your music and at least have our listeners know a little bit more of the breadth of the nation of the music of Joel Landy. What's next? Well, brave enough for love. I guess that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Are you brave enough for love? I hope to be the answer to the, your question. <laughs> and uh, our listeners have to have their own answers. Again, this is an original by you, and it's on your Mixed Messages CD. Yeah. What inspired this in your life? Was there a particular instance or something going on that led you to Brave Enough for Love? I actually wrote this in the late 80s. This is uh, one of the first songs I really uh, put out there. I like to think about intriguing, more challenging questions. If all decisions we make are either out of fear or out of love, we know what fear is, and we know what love is too when we find it. But, wow, it doesn't take courage to be afraid. It takes courage to to have love and risk it. That's the ultimate challenge, and it's the ultimate salvation. That's my opinion. Do you know the writings of Marianne Williamson? Only, like, in a, in a cursory kind of way. But I, I know a, a number of people have written about this topic. I think the great philosophers have wrestled with this question for a long time. Sure, of course. It's kind of interesting that Marianne, being one of the people competing for a Democratic nomination, is actually talking about this kind of stuff from the podium in front and actually doing a really good job. I've seen her on Late Show with Stephen Colbert and other places. And She presents herself really well. And when you think about it, isn't the American voting public ready for this conversation? <laughs> you know, no, we, we vote based upon fear, don't we? We don't vote based upon love when you think about it that way. Way back in, what, was 1993 or something, my wife and I read one of Marianne Williamson's books, and she was talking so much about choosing fear or choosing love. And so I sense the same spiritual root inspiration or something in this song. It's by Joel Landy. It's original of his. It's called Brave Enough from Love, and it's from his recording, Mixed Messages. Brave Enough for Love. Are you brave? Are you brave enough? 
You're putting on a show Eyes are staring, people laugh at what you think you know You know if you were human You may have human needs A ghost that haunts, that's what a want is We've been to where that leads But are you brave? Are you brave enough? Brave enough for love Hurting causes hurting And hurting is a sin Would be a fool Born of that school To not know where he's been But if I'm ever happy I'm going to let you in I've got to find the courage to lose before I win. But am I brave? Am I brave enough? Brave enough for love? Feeling, fighting, feeling, people and people too. What can I feel or think or say in order to break through? And am I brave? Am I brave enough? Brave enough for love? Country fighting country No one seems to win In their heads out of their minds that's how it's always been but all of the king's horses all of the king's men had never raised the question i think of now and then were they brave were they brave enough Brave enough for love Believing is perceiving With our narrow point of view And perception, now there's a weapon We have trained on me and you And are we brave? Are we brave enough? Brave enough for love? Are we brave? Are we brave enough? Brave enough for an actual studio recording of one of Joe Landy's songs. It's Brave Enough for Love. It's on his CD, Mixed Messages. His website, singfreedom.com. 
singfreedom.org. Singfreedom.org is where you'll find a whole lot of links and you'll find a lot of videos of Joel Landy. So most of the music we're sharing here today for Song of the Soul is Joel's music or his writing of music. It might be parody of somebody else's tune, but that song, Brave Enough for Love, was actually done in the studio. So it's a little bit better recording, although the energy that you have, Joel, when you're performing, and I Again, I've seen so many videos of you. I have this sense of you just at your perfect sweet spot in front of a group. Yeah, that's why I prefer live performances to studio recordings. If you really want to get a flavor as to what I do or how I feel or how I approach an audience. and I understand that studio recordings should be more technically perfect. But as a human being, I'm not technically perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, with an audience and the energy, that's one of the things that you know, I, I believe is everything is energy. I find it interesting that you work in high school. Have you always worked in high schools? And is there a specific subject or topic that you're teaching? No, I, I served about 20 years as a corporate trainer before that. Let's see. Let's, let's wind it back. Okay, so I went to college. I went to New York Institute of Technology. And I went three years, and then I said, let me work for a year. And so I worked for a year, and nothing made me want to go back to school more than working in a retail for a year. So that <laughs> made me a better student. And then um, nobody wanted to hire me, so I went to grad school. And I got on a, a dear friend who was getting involved with this telecommunications graduate program at New York University. I started looking at his books, and I go, wow, this is really interesting. And I went to the Interactive Telecommunications Program at New York University. That changed my life, and it gave me a career. I was working as a proofreader in a law firm in lower Manhattan, hating myself. And then the telecommunications grad school program gave me a place to be. So after that, because I was there and meeting people, I got a job doing a desktop publishing department at an advertising agency in New York City at a time when it was completely new, mid-80s. Yeah, the Laser Rider came out in 86, and there I was. And after that, I got a pink slip after two years, but I started my own business, the desktop publishing, for three and a half years until we had a recession in 91, which took all my clients away. And I said, oh, man, i got to do something. And I decided, wait a minute. I'll teach people how to do this instead of making documents. And I started working for a software training company, and I did that for nine years. Now it's the year 2000. I got another pink slip, and I went back to consulting. Then I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've got to stop putting money away, kid. So I thought teaching is a natural jump-off point, and I went back to school, and I finished up a degree, and, and I got lucky enough to be placed at a high school in New York, and I've been working at the same high school ever since. And teaching people with your music as well. Yes, little do they know, I foment revolution at night. You know. <laughs> yeah, so I basically keep two personalities, the, the respectful and insightful and serious teacher wearing the proper clothes during the day, you know, and uh, life's bigger than that. Yeah, in the off hours you can wear your t-shirt says Faith's Dad. Or the one that says treason on it, yeah. <laughs> I perform in that. Well, the one that says, uh, here's one of my favorite T-shirts. So all it says is, is it four years yet? Oh. <laughs> it seems like eons, doesn't it? It's an innocent question. I'm not taking a, I'm not proselytizing. I'm asking a simple question. <laughs> well, my simple question is, what's next for Song of the Soul? Well, I wrote a song that sometimes you're doing all this good work, and I can talk to you about this, Mark. You've been doing this work for a long time. 
And sometimes you're working and it seems like you're knocking your head against the wall and it's like, is anybody listening here? Why am I doing this on a bad day? You might need somebody to come to you and say, hey, I see what you're doing. It does matter. And uh, keep the spirit, brother. So this is one of those kind of songs. And this song has been adopted by a nonprofit in New York, an organization, the E. Fenton Love All Foundation. They adopted this song as their theme song. And their, their mission is to, I hope, get kids who need serious medical attention, who can't afford it, they help get them that, that help that they need. Anyway, it's called Anyone Can Do It. And there's a part for everybody, if you're listening, there's a solo part for you because everyone can do it. By the way, folks, this is performed with a whole bunch of kids. It's worth seeing the video of it, too, as you listen to this song, Anyone Can Do It, by Joel Landy. Did you ever feel afraid Of the progress that you made You didn't think you would have stayed To see it through But you hung on just the same and you learn to play the game And in the end You made a friend or two Anyone can do it Anyone can do it If anyone can do it Do it too Anyone can do it was getting pretty dark You began to lose your spark Someone reached out and offered you a light For no reason just to share And the fact that you were there And now your future never looked so bright That's right Anyone can do it, anyone can do it, if anyone can do it, you can do it too. Anyone can do it, anyone can do it, if anyone can do it, you can do it too. I think it's your turn to do it, you can do it. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. If anyone can do it, you can do it too. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. If anyone can do it, you can do it too. Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. If anyone can do it, you can do it too. Anyone can do it. An
of the progress that you made You'd think you would have stayed to see it through But you hung on just the same And you learned to play the game And in the end you made a friend Or two, or three, or four, or more Anyone can do it, hey, hey, anyone can do it, if anyone can do it, you can do it too, one more time now, anyone can do it, anyone can do it, if anyone can do it, you can do it. We're so privileged to have Joel Landy here today for Song of the Soul, his website, singfreedom.org. And that song is a good example of the flavor of sing freedom that he does. Anyone can do it. It's talk about freeing ourselves individually. It's not just that we're freeing other people. Sometimes the most confining chains we have are the ones that we keep on ourselves. And anyone can do it definitely is a chain-dropping song. So thank you for that, Joel. My pleasure, Mark. And this is something I really believe. People working together can do anything. Where's that group of kids come from? Oh, that was the New York Roadrunners Club. So they're involved in, ostensibly, they're a Roadrunners Club. They run but they also organize and they teach kids stuff that's worthy of their attention. So When I hear Roadrunners, I think that Wiley Coyote is No, behind. no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is about the people who run in Central Park, or it's an organization to get kids outside and do something disciplined and athletic and working together and stuff like that. I don't want to misinterpret what their mission is, but those are the kids that I was with. And the other musician was the great Jerry Scott. He was uh, like top-of-the-shelf five-star piano man in New York City entertainment. It was a privilege to be there with him. So I love the venues that you perform in. And again, folks, if you come to NordenSpiritRadio.org, a number of these songs are performed live. They're obviously not studio recordings. You'll see him performing in situ. You'll, You'll see him with the people. And one of the places that you perform in a number of cases, and some of your videos out there certainly have it, are the People's Voice Cafe. What is that? Thank you for asking. The People's Voice Cafe is uh, New York City's premier uh, progressive venue, and they're in the season from September to oh, the end of May. Every Saturday, there, with rare exception if there's a holiday, maybe not, but there are voices that you get to see there. Pete Seeger used to play there. Charlie King plays there. Pat Humphreys played there. But not only the known ones, the people who you don't know that are really good, that, wow, I didn't know this community had this voice. I'm, I'm really an interested person now. The People's Voice Cafe, it's all volunteer, and it's been going on for 40 years, all volunteer, 40 years, promoting musicians, activists, and artists. And it, there's a real community there. You know, people bake, people, I bring down old uh, CDs that uh, get in the bin to be sold to help support the place. It's at a Universalist church in Manhattan. We've had a number of venues, but right now we're at the uh, one on 35th Street, 
between Park and Madison. So we've been in various venues over the many, many years, but we seem to have a home now at the Universalist Church there. I wish I was close enough to drop in on a Saturday to do that. Yeah, well, you can go to peoplevoicecafe.org and check out the website, and you can find out a little bit more about that. So let's get down to one last song for your Song of the Soul, Joel. What shall we conclude with? Well, let's lighten it up a little bit. So this is to all parents who went through the process. All you have to do is take a, a popular tune that everybody knows and change the words a little bit and put a twist on the end, and you got a song like this. It's, uh, so we all know uh, the times, they are changing. But what if you have a child, and you wake up in the middle of the night to change a diaper? It's her diapers need changing, and that's what this is. And where are you doing this? This is a live performance. This was recorded at the New England Folk Festival a few years ago. One of the things I do at the New England Folk Festival is I occasionally run a, an hour of Phil Oaks music, but just as often I get to uh, run an hour of funny songs. This one was called The Ultimate Parody Jam. So this, we were concentrating on parodies in this particular hour of music. Imagine sitting in and you bring your best parody or you're listening to somebody else's work and you're laughing a lot and it's all cool. And that's what this hour was all about. I watched the video and was very amused to see that most prominent in the camera with you are two people I know. Liberty Goodwin and Paul Klinkman are Quakers, and I see them each year at a National Quaker gathering I go to. So I'm, it's like, what? You're hanging out with them? Do you even know who they are? No, I don't. <laughs> they're no, in the well, video Hey, they're with friends. You. <laughs> they're friends, right? We're all yeah. friends. All right. Well, folks, the music is Bob Dylan's. The times they are a change in, but when you put that in Joel Landy's mouth, it becomes her diapers need a changing. Joel, it's so fun to get to know you. I'm so thankful that Steve Suffet connected us up. I understand that you had a significant hand, maybe a 50% hand, in writing verses for Where's My Bagel and Locks with Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that is the song. His, his, by the way, his wife hates the song, and that's one reason we write so many verses to it. <laughs> well, in my interview with Steve, I wrote up a verse and sent it to him, and he performed oh, really? it. Yes, right. I'd like to hear it. I, and the thing is, you could always write songs. I, I, we've written about everything from Julius Caesar to uh, I've, I've written about Lincoln. I've written about anything that happens on the street or in the newspaper, like the debates. <laughs> And right now, we're going to conclude Joel Landy's interview. Again, thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Oh, thank you, Mark, and let's do this again sometime. Here is Joel Landy's final song for Song of the Soul. Her diapers need a changing. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Her diapers need a changing. Listen, new parents, as you lie in your bed.
like you like it to make you think your wife buys it. I've got news for you. It's your turn! Come on, wife and athlete! you go? Did I cry after night? Many ages ago with the moon in my eyes and a river below. Nature calls and now you are here slaving. You'll be back in an hour. That's all that you know when I diaper, diaper, The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.